0: I want to continue the flow of what happened Wednesday night and the impartation that I feel that is happening in our body, and it's going to produce great miracles and freedom and liberty in this place today. How many of you would love to see the liberty and the freedom of the Spirit to produce manifestations of God's power? Would you like to see that happen today? Because you read it in your Bibles and you believe it should happen in our churches, right? I believe it should happen in our churches. I know many of you have wondered where the miracles are, and you've wondered why we don't see them. We are going to unlock it. We're going to tap into it. We're going to have that here at Austin First Church. We have to. We are the people of God. And um, if something's wrong, it's not because God is messed up. It's because we're messed up. And so we've got to get right. We've got to get in the flow. We've got to be anointed of God and obey him so that we we can experience everything God has for us. So today is going to be a message where the Lord has spoken to me about something being unlocked in the miraculous, but there's a path we have to take first. And so if you're a guest today, I'm glad you're here because this is a special day, and I need you to understand this word today. I will do my best to explain it because not all of this is super spiritual. Some of it is a teaching that I need to make sure every level today understands. The rest of you, though, that have been in church a while, you'll feel what I'm saying, and hopefully it will impart to you. My title today is The Paradox of God's Man. The paradox of God's man. Two very weird words that shouldn't belong together. God and man. Yeah. It's like the Lord spoke to me and said, people have a God, but they need a man. Why? If you have a God, why do you need a man? What a paradox. So, in Jesus' name, that's our topic today. You ready? I'm going to get into it. Here we go. A paradox is something that seems absurd. It seems contradictory. Wet desert. Tasty health food. Running for fun. No. Dirty soap. Don't touch that soap. It's dirty. What? How? How? <laughs> There are so many paradoxes that don't make sense. They sound absurd. They sound strange. And we don't know why that they're there. And I think God's man has got to be a paradox. Why in the world would there be a God's man? If we have a God, why do we need men? Why would God call on men? We're just men. I know, you're quiet. I'm quiet. We're thinking about it together, aren't we? It's like an elephant asking for an ant for help. I need some help carrying this. Uh, oh, ant, will you help me? It's absurd to think that God would use me to help you. I know. It's not logical. I'm with you today. I'm going to preach to myself. I've said the same thing. I've thought I could go straight to God, like many of you in this room right now. I've thought, why do I need a man? I've got God. I get it. I get the spirit of the age. I can sense it. I get the doubt in men. I get it. I know what you're saying. God, the all-powerful Do anything God is asking help from men. Are you serious? He wants to use men. He wants to use men. We're we're dirt, y'all. Hey, we dress up good, don't we? We look good, don't we? Get our hair just right. We We can sparkle. We can pop. We can shine. We can talk good. But at the end of the day, don't forget, we're just dirt. That's not disrespectful. That's truth. All men, all great men, all miracle-working men are dirt. Well, Don't be disrespectful. I'm not. It's the truth. This is really who we are. We are weak compared to God. We are broken compared to God. We are failed compared to God. We're just simply men. Why would God want to use men? First, we forget oftentimes that God is not just all-powerful and can do all things, but God is also all-knowing, and he also is all-loving. He can do it all by himself. Can we agree on that? I could put the mic down right now and God could do it all by himself. But I'm going to tell you what would happen if I walked off this place and our ministry team walked off this place and all the men who hear from God and the women who hear from God left this place, nothing would happen. It's the truth. It's why it's never happened. Ever. Jesus, help me. He can do it all alone, but he doesn't want to. We have to remember he has a desire to partner with humanity. The use of men is not a need of God. It's a want of God. God does not need me to do this work. He wants me to do this work. He can do anything he wants to do without me. But it's his good pleasure to partner with me. He wants to use me. Is what the Holy Ghost spoke to me to tell you. He doesn't need to use me today, He wants to use me today. He doesn't need to use you, He wants to use you. Does anybody feel what I feel right now on the Holy Ghost? I feel something breaking in your self-esteem right now where you think that God doesn't need you. You're right. He wants to use you. He loves you so much. He wants to take your hand. He wants to grab a hold of you. He wants to impart something to you. He wants to flow through you. He wants to use you. Because we are his creation. We are his idea. Psalms 103 put it up there. Know you not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. I am not here because I wanted to be here. I'm here because he picked me. I'm not born because I said be born. I'm born because God said I need to be born. I'm born because He said He wanted me, and that suicidal spirit uh, needs to leave this place right now. Because we're here, not because He needs us, but because He wants us. <laughs> Come on, somebody shout to God! Let's break that old spirit out of this place right now. Woo! Ha! <laughs> ha! Ah, it's his idea. He made us. We didn't make ourselves. I couldn't do what I do without him. We are his people. We're the sheep of his pasture. I love that. But let me give you the rest of the context for Psalms 100. Let me go back to verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why can I shout before him? Why can I come before him? Why? Because it's his idea. <laughs> can we let it soak up for a second? <laughs> I didn't come in here because it was my idea. I'm not lifting my voice because it's about me. I'm doing it because he is he that has made It is he that has chosen us. We didn't choose him. I'm not doing what I'm doing because of me. I'm doing it because it was his idea. That's why praise is submission. Because he said to do it. Because he made you to be this. And when you do it, it pleases God. I'm not shouting because of me. I'm doing it because of him. Boldly before the throne of grace, not because I'm special, but because he's called me. Listen, he loves us. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He robed himself in flesh. He took our place on the cross. He loves us. He wants to be our everything. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He wants to be our everything. He made us broken. He made us flawed because he knew that he could supply everything that we have need of. It's his idea. Boy, I feel like something's breaking when I say that in the Holy Ghost. I said it's his idea. Woo! God's gonna lose us today in this place. There's going to be a flow today in this place. I can sense it. I feel it. He wants to also fill us. Not only does he love us, but he wants to fill us. Galatians 2 and 20. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He wants to fill us. It's not me. It's Christ in me. It's Christ in us. The hope of glory. The hope is not The hope is him. It's not about me. It's about him. And it's his idea to fill us. (laughs) Nobody wants you to get the Holy Ghost more than Jesus right now more than me, more than your family, more than your spouse. Nobody wants to feel you more than God himself. It's because it was his idea, because he wanted to make you, he wanted to feel you, he wanted to walk with you. Everything we're doing was his idea. Stop thinking it's your idea. It's his idea. This church is his idea. These bills are going to be paid because of him. It's all his. He He wants us to embody him. First Corinthians 12, 27, now you are the body of Christ. And members in particular, now you are the body of Christ. He wants us to be his body. He chose us to be his body. It was not our idea. It's his idea. He wants to work. Listen, let me give you the word of God today. Not only does he want us to embody him, he wants to work through us. He wants to work. I told you there'd be miracles today. How? He wants to work through us. Don't want to do it that way. You have to. But God doesn't need to. You're right. He wants to, He's the King. He designed it perfectly. He didn't make a mistake when he put a man in charge. He didn't make a mistake when he had a man lay hands on a man and there was a miracle. Our God does not make mistakes. He does what he wants, when he wants, with who he wants. And if you want to receive a blessing, you do it the way God wants. Or you get nothing. So listen, Ephesians 4 and 8, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. What gifts is he talking about? Well, this is in reference to Jesus. When he rose out of the grave after death, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And listen, he defeated captivity by captivating what used to captivate. He took the, those who would captivate, and he captured them. Now they can no longer capture us because he has captured them. He has defeated all of the captors. Is anybody glad today for that? But then the Bible says that he gave gifts unto men. Now remember that part right there because for context, you need to remember the part that he gave gifts to men to find out what the gifts are. Don't just assume that you know. Don't just begin to say things that you don't know. Let's read the scriptures and find out what the gifts is referred to here, okay? Ephesians 4 and 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but, but that he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth? He went to hell first, that he also descended, that he that descended is the same also, that ascended up far above all the heavens. Why did he go up above the heavens? Why did he go down and then go up? That he might fill all things. He wants to fill us. That's more context for what I'm preaching. So watch this. After his time on the earth and his ascension to heaven, he desired to fill all things just like I told you earlier, but here are the man gifts. Here are the man gifts. Some of y'all don't like this yet. You're going to like the miraculous that happens after. So you need to listen to me because this part right here might bore you, but it won't bore you whenever you find out how we're going to get to the end. Yeah, everybody wants the end. They don't want to go through the process, but this is the way we're going to get there. Okay? Some of y'all need a miracle in your life right now. You need to pay attention because you're not going to get a miracle if you, if you miss it today. I want you to have a miracle. Trust me, I want you to have a miracle today. You've got to catch this principle in the Word of God, okay? What are the gifts, what are the man gifts that he gave in his fleshly absence? Watch this. Look at the context. He went down and he went up and he left. Now who's in charge? Well, of course he's in charge, but where's, where's his body at? Look what he gave us. Look what he gave us whenever he left. Are you ready? Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. The gifts that Jesus left the church when he left. Men. Well, that stinks. I kind of like to have Jesus. Oh, you've got him. He works through men. He can work without men but he chose, he loves. He even picked the foolishness of preaching that's preached by men to save you. He loves to use men. He calls me a gift to you. I know sometimes you've met some preachers and some pastors that didn't seem like they were a gift, but we ought to be a gift to the church. We ought to be something that blesses you. We ought to be something that helps you find the miraculous. Uh, We ought to be something special. That's what we ought to be. And I know sometimes men aren't. But look what he gave us. He gave us apostles and prophets, evangelists. He gave pastors and teachers. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to have, in verse 12, the perfecting or the completion of the saints. You're not complete with just Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Oh, I know you thought you were complete when you got the Holy Ghost and got baptized in Jesus' name, but you're forgetting something. There is no finalization of your walk with God if there is no ministry of men. Human beings that God uses is as much a part of the plan as the invisible spirit that you got one day. Remember, it's not my choice. You got to keep that in your spirit right now because here's what the devil's going to lie to you and tell you. Oh, he's trying to get some power today. I'll break that today in the name of Jesus before I leave this place. I know what you're thinking. I I can read some of your hearts already. This is a message about obey your pastor. No, it's not. This is a message about me obeying my my pastor, my king. This message today is not about you and me. It's about me submitting to him so that you can be blessed. You'll, You'll catch it. You'll catch it. So he gave the men... Men of God, not just any man, specific men with callings and giftings and appointings, He gave them to the church, so that the saints that's everybody say it 's me. the saints could be perfected or completed. why? so that we could have a work of ministry so that we could have an edifying of the body of Christ, the overall body of Christ, the people, the humans, will grow and be built up because of the men of God okay let 's keep going. Jesus wants to use special called men to help people be complete, to work in ministry, which will build the body of Christ. But wait a minute. How do we even, first of all, know that we can even trust the Bible? Because it was written by men too. That's a good point right there. I like that one. Is anybody else an investigator like me? How many of y'all, you can confess, how many you ever thought, how do we trust this book? It was written by mere mortals. You can raise your hand if you want. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. Thank you. I have two. Join New Steps. It'll help you out a whole lot. I have two. In fact, that's why I wrote part of the lesson of lesson number one in New Steps. That's why I, I did some, some notes in there about this because I, I hear you. I get you. Why do we, how do we trust the Bible? But I prayed about it because the Lord, I want the Lord to help us. Listen to me. Because you, this is what the Lord told me, because you don't speak God, you speak man. God's going to help somebody right now. That's why Jesus became a man. God became a man because we don't speak God. We're too carnal. We're too fearful. We're too flawed that we can't get close enough to understand God is so big and so great and so far that he knew we could not get him, so he had to make things godly Human. Oh, the audacity to think that we could be so great that we wouldn't need a man. We speak God. Oh, how's that working for you all by yourself out there? How's it working for you out there all by yourself going to God without any pastor, any friend, any counselor, any help? How's it working for you? Are you blessed with no oversight, no power? How's it working for you when the doctor said, We can try cancer, we can try to fix the cancer, we don't know? How's it working for you having nobody close to God in your life? Most people I know, they're broken. They're hurting because they have no access to the miraculous, to God's plan. So why was the Bible written by men? A little bit of Bible study right now, a little bit of teaching right now, because you don't speak God, you speak man language. And if God were to speak to you, it would make your insides turn outside. does God speak? He has no vocal cords. Oh wait, God is Jesus? Yeah, not no, y'all. That that that's over. God is a spirit. The Bible says it emphatically. God communicates the body. Jesus is gone, y'all. Right? Y'all hear that? The body Jesus is gone. There's no more God walking around in earthly form, talking your language. He speaks through his word, which is man language. Right. But if he's going to speak to us, how does he speak to us? He's a spirit. He speaks through the spirit. That's why some of you are like, I wish God would talk to me. We wish you'd be spiritual. If you'd be spiritual, you could hear from a spiritual God. God will talk to you. God can talk to you. I had one man one time tell me he didn't believe the Bible was the infallible word of God. He said, I hear from God directly. I don't believe that God, I don't believe that those men uh, have everything accurately. I said, what's interesting? You're a hypocrite. I said, you think you can hear from God, but you don't think they can. It's either one or the other. If God can speak to men, God can write a Bible through men. I'm so glad men wrote it because I can speak man.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Because God's ways are so much higher than mine. God had to use men to write this most holy book to convey this most holy message. And some people say stuff like, well, that's not fair. I, I need God to talk to me, and I want to come encourage you and tell you, oh, he does, and he will. He loves talking to his people. Trust me, I will never be enough. I'm just the man. I wish God would speak to me. Oh, he wants to. How many of you, the Lord, honestly, you can say, he's spoken to me. He's whispered to me. He's given me things. He's given me help there's people in this room right now, you, wanna, you want God to speak to you? He wants to talk to you. He will talk to you. I'm not saying God doesn't speak to men. I'm saying God speaks to some men more than others. The ones he picks and chooses and draws close. He seems to want to work through these men. Why? Because you're a man, you're a woman, you're a human, and it's hard for you to connect to an invisible God. But it's not hard to connect to a man who's close to God. I am the example. You are only close to me. Watch this closely. Please hear me. I am your example. And you're only close to me as your pastor to be close to Jesus. You're using me. It's okay with me. I'm not jealous, I get it, I'm just dirt y'all, you're using me and it's okay, but you know who's really using me? He's using me. Right. I know my role, Austin First Searching Guest, I'm just a man that God has called, that God has filled, that he wants to use. And hear me, it wasn't my idea. Oh, he loves being in power up there. He's got a three-foot stage. He's already six-foot tall. He's like Goliath. He's nine-foot tall. Oh, he must love this message. No, this is one of the worst messages because this has to do about me being beaten and me being a vessel and me having no say-so. This is about me being used by Him. Remember, the holy. I don't use the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost uses me. I don't use the power. The power uses me. When you got the power of the Holy Ghost, you can't walk around using it how you see fit. It's the one in charge. It tells you where to go and how to say it. You're not in charge. You're not the boss because He uses us. We don't use him to get control over you. He uses us for him to get control over you. He's using me right now. So check it out. Check it out. I know who I am. I'm just the one God uses. I'm nobody special. Does that ease some fears right now? Yeah. I'm the visible of the invisible. Some of y'all are so far from God that if I were to just be like, God, send an angel to their house tonight and talk to them about what they do to be saved, you would die. You'd start smoking for real. You'd take on more drugs that you take right now. You'd go ahead and finish the next horror series on Netflix. You would just go deeper into whatever you're into because you can't handle the things of God. That's why God gives you a man who's already struggled with the pornography. Oh, yeah. I told, I told you all one time about that. Yeah, I know, what it's, I know what it's about. In fact, 90% of the men in this church do but they look, they look like they don't because we're trying to keep a good image of, right? You know, God gave you a man because I'm not near as scary as the angelic host that comes in and wakes you up at night and says, repent. That's probably why there's crazy folks out there. Like, I seen something last night in my room. That's because you wouldn't listen to a pastor or a preacher or any man. God had to go shake you up. Scare the fire out of you. But God chose the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of preaching. God chose to use a foolish man. How did it pick me? I'm not good enough. There's no way I can be good enough. I can't be your God. I can't be your king. All I can be is his vessel. All I can be is used by him. And you can be blessed if you catch the revelation that God wants to use men. I'm not the prize. I'm not the possession or anything obtainable. I'm just a vessel. So don't come to me for me. Come to me for the one that's in me and the one that's choosing me. Don't come to me because I'm a, I'm a great man. Come to me because there's a great God that's using this man. Any minister, any pastor that draws people to himself has failed. You're only spiritual if I'm around. You're quiet when I walk in the room. He hears everything already. You're different with me than you are of the people because you don't understand that I'm not your God. I'm just an easier way to see him until you can learn to pray for yourself, until you can get your own walk with God, until you can get alone with God and be able to access him. He gave a man because he wants to make sure there's something human that can guide you out. That's why God wants to use men. I am not a God man. I'm God's man. He is using me to translate to you like we're on a foreign missions trip, I'm the translator. That's all I am. Until you can learn the language, I'm your translator. So you can't speak the God language yet. That's why you got to hang out with God's man. Because God's man's already learned the language. And if you can hang around God's man, you can learn the language to where one day you can become God's man. God, help us replicate us. Lord, help us replicate our ministries. I don't want to be the only one anointed and used by God. I want you close enough to me, not so that you can wash my feet and wash my truck, uh, so that you can learn to hear what I hear and see what I see. God is just using me. Because he filled me and he called me. I know him and I can see him, but there are people who cannot see him or hear him, but they can see me and hear me. And that's why God put me here right now with this microphone. Because I've already found him. And I can tell you how to get to him. And I can tell you that he loves you even when you mess up because I've been there. I can tell you how to pray because at one point I didn't know how. I can tell you how to study the Bible because at one point I didn't understand it. You see, God wants to use men. There's no better way to evangelize the world except that God would speak through his people. God's man should be human enough to be seen and heard, but godly enough to speak what God is doing and saying. I can't get so, so up in the clouds that you can't relate with me. Like some, some men of God, honestly, they're over my head. Some guys, I watch them on their Facebook videos, and I'm just like, What happened? Am I in heaven? Gabriel, Gabriel, there he is. And then it, it's like the stream is over. We're like, Oh, back to life. I've got to do laundry. <laughs> some guys, it's like some guys you can't follow because they spend all their ministry impressing you with how far they can go. Whoa, wait, keep up. I'm trying to keep up. They love the power of feeling like they're the fastest one in the church doesn't do any good for you to be special in the eyes of your people if they can't replicate your ministry. So, So God's man is used to get closer to God, not to make the man feel like he's special. God always wants to use his people, always has. Remember Abraham? Abraham was just a man. He had nothing, and guess what God did? God used just a man to start a whole nation. God turned one man into millions. God loves using men. God used Moses. Oh, man, he spoke to me about this one. God used Moses to save a nation. Is our God weak? Could our God not do it himself? But did he choose a man? Yeah, he chose Moses. Remember how that all went down? Moses went through his own wilderness season. God broke him. God humbled him. God taught him a lot of lessons, just like he's been teaching me. And then, when he was ready, and Israel needed to get out, God goes to Moses and says, I want to use you. But why did he go to Moses? Because Moses was amazing? No, because Israel was in bondage. Guess what, y'all? The story's not about Moses. Moses wasn't the first thing that happened. I just felt the Holy Ghost talk to somebody right there, this is not about me today. This is about the purpose of God to set you free. There are bound, broken people in this room right now, and I might be a big part of your solution, but the reason he called me is because of you. Let me say it like this, I'm going to be saved with or without y'all. I'm going to heaven, and none of y'all taking me to hell. I'm saved, so why am I here right now? Trust me, there ain't enough money in the world to keep me in this job. I said, trust me, there's not enough money in the world to cause the pain that I feel and the weight that I feel and the burden I feel. There's not enough money in the world. If you're pastoring right, there's no way you could love money. I'd give it all up. But God called me. Why am I here and why was Moses called? Not because Moses was trying to scratch an itch and get a ministry. Moses was called because there was a group of people in Austin, Texas, that were broken and hurting and they didn't know how to get out. Watch this, y'all. You ready? When did God show Moses the miraculous? He began to receive a revelation that he could throw a stick down and it could turn into a serpent. But God never gives his man the miraculous until he gives him the mission. And I know the mission. I've never seen it more clearly than I see it now. This is not about me. I've never seen it more clear than I see it right now. This, all of this, is for you. God must really love you to call me. God must really care about you. To pull me up and say, go, I want to use you. Everything you see me doing is because Jesus loves you. Because he's trying to save your family and bless your home and get your kids saved. Everything you see me growing in is not for my ministry, but for your deliverance. I'm not trying to get a stage or a platform. I'm not trying to preach a conference. I was called to you. I was called for him. And my purpose, my design is that I can help lead you out. I'm God's man and I'm nothing. But I'm imperative. And if I stop, God will raise somebody else up. I'm imperative to you because God wants to use me to bring you out. I know you don't like that. You like to go straight to God. That's not what God wants. And that's not even the best way. I've already explained that. Joshua was used to lead a nation, just a man. Everybody say, just a man. David was used to rule a nation. <laughs> the prophets were used to speak for God and perform great miracles for God. God sent a, everybody say, Man. To Samuel to anoint young David, he wouldn't even have been a king if it hadn't been for a man. God sent a man, or I say man, Nathan, to tell King David he was wrong when he was a king. The king would have never got right if it wasn't for a man. Would have never became a king if it wasn't for a man. Would have never got right as a king if it wasn't for a man. And he would have never had a future because it was also Nathan and his own wife. Let me give the ladies a little bit of a shout out. Bathsheba was also involved in the decision when King David was old and they were trying to pick a successor. Guess who came in? The man of God, and even this time, the woman, because God uses women too. Y'all believe that? The word man I'm using is is not gender. It's not about gender. I'm using human. That's what I'm saying, man. And so Nathan, the man of God, and the wife came in and said, God told us that you're going to have your son Solomon be the next king. If it wasn't for a man, where would we be? God could have done it by himself, but he chose to use a man. Yeah. Oh, Pastor, that's the Old Testament. No, you're right. Let's go to the New Testament. God sent a man named John to tell Israel to get ready for himself. Think about that one. He didn't even announce himself. He didn't even get the glory at first. He didn't even show up and say, hey, y'all, it's me. I want to be the first to tell you. Now, some of y'all like to be the first to tell the news. That's kind of part of that spirit of gossip. Sometimes people love being the first to tell the news. Did you hear they're pregnant? hmm It's a boy. They told me first. It means I'm special. Jesus didn't even announce him himself. You know why? Because it would have scared everybody if Jesus would have told everybody himself. I love how he did it. I love how he did it. This is so cool. He took a crazy man, John, camel hair, eating locusts, wild-looking dude, and he said, I think you'll do. <laughs> why in the world would Jesus, Messiah, King of kings, pick a man like that? Because we should never ever overshadow or outglory the God that's on the way. This is not about us. I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. Woo! But he loves using us anyway. <laughs> Jesus was God as a man calling men to work with him. The Holy Ghost poured out on men in the upper room, and they came out of that room preaching words that God told them to preach and performing miracles through the power of God. Remember Saul? Oh, I love the story of Saul. Saul was a Christian killer during the days of the first church. He was a great persecutor of the church. And remember when Jesus knocked him down off his high horse and blinded him while he was traveling one day? The Lord told me to tell you, you ready? Acts 9 and 9. And he was three days without sight, and he didn't eat or drink because if the Lord made you go blind, you wouldn't either. He literally was knocked down on the road, and the Lord said, you're lo- this is what you're going to do. You're going to go see a man, and here's the rest of the story. All right? He said, I'm, bl- I'm blind. I'm not eating. I'm not drinking. Verse 10, now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. That's, that's a man. That's a man. There's a certain man, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, here I am, Lord, because God can't speak. You know that God speaks to a lot of people and they don't hear him? I like how he responded, because what if God's been trying to get your attention for a long time, but you don't speak God? Why does God use a man? Because not everybody listens to God, because you speak man, not God. So God spoke to this man, and I'm so thankful this man could hear the language of God. And so this man is like, yes, Lord, here I am. Verse 11, so the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is there praying. Gave him some good details. You know, when I hear from God, I want to hear details. I don't just want to hear just like a word. I I really want to get to a place where I hear sentences from God. I want to model myself off the word of God. And he had details. I love details. I think God wants to give us details. And so he gave him details. He said everything about where to go, who it is, and what's he currently doing. And in a vision, he has even seen a man named Ananias, you, coming in, putting his hand on him so he might receive his sight. Sometimes the Lord shows me in a vision what's going to happen in church before even church gets here. And all I do is work that vision that God gave me. So look what happens next, y'all. Then then Ananias answered in verse 13 and said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. Are you sure you want me to go to this Christian killer and try to help him? This is one thing we look over sometimes in the story of Saul is we look over the fact that everyone was afraid to minister to him. And that's what the Holy Ghost wants me to tap into right there. It does not do anything good for Ananias to go put his life on the line For a man who kills Christians and preachers. Preacher killer. Lord, what was that? You want me to go help that saint in the church that hates me? I would rather not, God. Do you know that they hate me? Do you know that the last time a preacher tried to help them, they got mad? Lord, do you understand who this person is? The way we talk to God is interesting. I want to paint a picture for you all here. I didn't pick me to help you. It's not in my best interest to do it. Anybody who's truly called of God, anyone, there's going to be things you're called to do that are not good for you. They're good for them. So let me tell the Spirit right now, this is not about me. I would have never picked the pain. I would never have picked the persecution, potential persecution. I would never have picked some of the things that God has asked me to do. But I am more submitted to him than I am logical. I am more submitted to him than anything else. I don't care what it costs me. Why? Because I told God I would do his will, even if it meant for me to go to someone very difficult to to lay hands on and preach to, even though it would be tough on me and probably absurd. I'm God's man. Watch it. Watch it, verse 14. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. In this place, he's got the authority. And you want me to go in that room where he has the authority and take authority? Yes, I do. And that's what's happening right now. In this. The enemy has had authority way too long. The devil has had authority over this region way too long. And here's what's about to happen. A man of God's coming in to take authority over it. Because there's blind people in this room right now, and you need to see. Because this is not about me. It's about your blindness and the potential ministry that God is about to unlock in your life and in your family. Everybody talks about Paul writing all these books in the Bible. What about Ananias? All he was was the man to go out there and put his life on the line. There's never going to be a Paul if there will not be an Ananias. Guess what I am today, y'all? I'm the Ananias. And I'm looking at God saying, this ain't going to be easy. He's saying, but do it anyway. For you I will, Lord. For you I will. Yeah. I didn't pick me. Jesus picked me. I didn't ask for this, ladies and gentlemen. All I did was say, Lord, if you can use Anything you can use me? He said, go to Austin. I said, okay, sounds cool. Get to be a pastor. He's like, no, you don't understand yet. (laughs) It's not cool. (laughs) But all my friends are pastors. I want to be a pastor. Nah, that's good. I'll let you think that until you get there. God has a way of dangling carrots in front of you. You think you're going to get something, then you get there, and you're like, oh, that's what pastoring is. Devils, attitudes, issues, church bills. Oh. So my prayer to God as a minister was, God, if you can use anything, use me. And God said, oh, I'm going to use you. God was like, oh, really? You mean that? Good. Because I know some people that they're on their third marriage now. They've been hurt. I know some people that they've been molested. And I'd have to guess, I would say probably a third of the people in this church maybe. Maybe. I think a third of Americans have some form of molestation and abuse. I'm going to send you people that are broken and hurting, and I want to use you. And now I'm starting to realize real quick uh, that this ain't about me, y'all. This is about every one of y'all that God loves, that he died on the cross for, that he wants to set free, take the scales uh, off your eyes uh, so that you can reach your full potential for the work of the ministry, for the edification of you. God gave you me, not because I'm special, but because he loves you. So I didn't ask for this. He wants to use me to mentor others so that they can be like me, so they can hear the God language. And you follow me, watch this, as I'll follow Christ. And you have my permission, which is ridiculous. You don't need any way, but you have permission to leave. As soon as you figure out I'm not following Christ, then find another church. Because you deserve that. But I promise you, I'm not going to be this broken (laughs) and this weighted down with a burden and mess up now. I've come too far to turn back. I have a picture now of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I understand what I'm facing and why I'm facing it. It's because of you. And this is how pastors can fall in love with their people. (laughs) It's impossible for a pastor to truly love his people if he thinks his people are there for him. But he that is greatest among us, he's just the servant of all. He that is greatest among us takes the most hits. He that is greatest among us is hurt the most. And that's why Jesus took the cross. Because he loved us so much, he was used. God used a man. To be broken so people could be saved. What could you have right now if you listen to God's man? What scales would come off your eyes if you would just be sensitive to God's man? People say things like, well, easy for you to say. You don't have to. You have no idea. Yes, I do. I have, here's what's cool about it, y'all. I don't technically have to have anybody over me. I could find all kinds of scriptures to prove that I am the high man of the house. There is no Bible for it, but a pastor has to have a pastor. But guess what I've done because I understand the principle in scripture. Everyone needs a covering. And so you know what I've willingly picked? I've willingly chosen men that when I talk to them and ask their advice, if they tell me, I say, yes, sir, and I hang up the phone. You know what I do? I do it. And sometimes I look at my wife, I'm like, this is what he said. we got to do it. So don't, please don't let that spirit stop you from getting a miracle today. Because you're saying that man up there doesn't have anybody he listens to. That's a lie from the devil. And deception is not allowed in this church. I'm telling you, I am, I do, I am submitted, I am listening, I'm on the phone, I'm open, I'm having him come to my house. I'm not hiding. I hide nothing from the men of God in my life. Do you? I hide nothing from them. Nothing. I've told it all. Because I've got to have a covering over me because I can't preach this to you. And I can't get a miracle in me if I don't have somebody over me that's speaking the God language. Jesus. I do have men. And guess what? My wife and I are very blessed today because of it. I'll be blessed if I wasn't pastoring this church because we are submitted. My wife and I are submitted people. My last and most important reference today, the Holy Ghost is digging things out right now, so stay with me. My last and most important biblical reference today is about Naaman in 2 Kings 5 and 9. I want you to hear this story because God is going to do some miracles in, the, in this place in just a moment. God's going to unlock something. You're going to help us unlock something today. Anyone need a miracle today in this place? You've been praying and praying and praying, but you hadn't got one, have you? Trying to skip God's process. I know. Second Kings 5 and 9, Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of the man of God, Elisha, the man. Everybody say the man. He didn't go to God's temple. He went to the men of God's house. Please make an appointment in my house <laughs> before you show up in, uh, in Bastrop. That could get a little crazy real fast. There's a lot of y'all. He showed up at Elisha, the man of God's house. He was desperate. He's a great Syrian commander. Check it out, y'all. The Bible tells everything on purpose. A great Syrian commander, successful in the earth. Can't say anything about him. He's got money. He's got talents, has got gifts, maybe even has a degree. He's done some big things in life. He's a pretty amazing guy. But it's, it's weird how God will let you have something wrong with it that you can't get fixed. Hear me, everybody, don't tune out. Put your phones down. You can have everything else going for you and still not have enough. And isn't it neat how God will let you need the man of God, even if you got everything else. God will leave something behind that you can't get until you submit. He's got everything. He's got power. He's got authority. But he himself is crumbling because he's a leper. He is dissolving away. And it doesn't matter how powerful he is. It doesn't matter that he's strong. It doesn't matter he can swing a sword. He won't very long be able to hold a sword because his flesh is crumbling. And he can do nothing about it. And it's amazing how God will bring you to a place where if you don't submit to a man of God... You will die a great Syrian commander. You can keep your title. You'll lose your life. It will will crumble before your eyes like it's happening right now. And many people in this church, you're crumbling, you're hurting, it's falling apart. You've prayed about it. You think you're successful and you've got a lot right. And I'm not coming to tell you that you're wrong in every area of your life. I'm coming to tell you there's something you got that you need the man of God for that nobody, hear me, nobody can do. You can have a friend give you help. You can have a counselor give you help. And all that can help you to an extent. But nothing takes the place of a man of God who can release something in your body, in your marriage, in your life. Nothing replaces that. So it says here that the the messenger, he came to the door, and look at 2 Kings 10, I want you to catch this, 5 and 10, and Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean, everybody say, answer, that's the answer, all he had to do was go, does that sound hard to any of y'all, all he got to go is dip in a river, we did it with, with several people in this church, we've gone down the river many times, and it's freezing cold, and it's nasty down in Bastrop, Chris, but we've done it, we've dunked him in water, and it was nasty, And, and but you know what, it was over, and we went home. This man could have got back to normal life if he'd have just submitted. But why was it so hard for him? Because whenever you're a really great person who has a lot of good things going and you think you're super smart, I can't go to the man of God. He's just a dirt. Now, who is this man of God anyway? I don't think he even finished high school. Doesn't matter. He's a man of God, he didn't pick himself. God did, and if you want a miracle, you got to humble yourself and go to the guy who barely finished high school, which is not me, by the way. I finished high school, and played tennis, as many of you know. I hope that builds your faith. All he had to do was go and wash himself, just take some dips in a, in, a, in a body of water, nothing to it. But look at verse 11. Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me. He already had a preconceived idea of how someone as great as him should have met the man of God. And it affected his pride. Because we want a miracle, but we want it our way. You don't really want a miracle if you want it your way. You will never convince me that you want things fixed if it has to be your way. In fact, enough of this, coming to people for help and telling them what you need. When you're in trouble and don't know how to get out, you need to go to somebody and say, I obviously don't know what to do, you tell me. I've had people come to me and be like, I have a problem and here's what I think will fix it if you do it. And I'm like, if you have the problems, you don't need to be the one finding the solutions. You need to listen to me, that's why you came to me. So you want it your way, and you won't receive your miracle. So look what's happening in the dialogue. He's mad, y'all. He's mad. He just got an answer for his miracle, and he's mad. Oh, right on the edge of the miraculous and being angry in church. I wonder if someone's mad right now. Right on the edge of a miracle and mad. Your anger's going to keep you. Your pride and your anger's going to keep you from getting your miracle today. And listen, he loves you a whole lot more than I do. He will use me today to create a miracle for you, but only if you want it. I can't make it. So he's mad. He said to himself, I can't believe he did it this way. I wanted him to come out here and wave his hand over me and do a special thing and be like, in the name of of Jehovah, and make a big thing out of it and a spectacle, because he wanted his miracle to match his pride. He wanted the method of his miracle to match his pride. Boastful, big. He wanted it to be all about him. Missing the reason why God let him have leprosy in the first place. So that he would need God. And look at verse 12. Are not the Abana and Parvpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not just, could you please change the commandment? I'd like to go to a place where it's a lot cleaner, a lot better. He was so upset because he didn't get to have his miracle his way and he went away in rage. Now look, thank God for a good friend. Because here comes a servant, came near and spoke to him and said, My father, sir, man in charge, if the prophet had told you to do something great, you knew you would have done it. If he had said for you to go round up a hundred camels and kiss them all on the lips for three days, you'd have done it. But he told you to do this one little small thing, wash and be clean, and what's your big deal? I know, isn't it interesting how people could sit in church all these years having problems, and it's just like, you could be fixed right now if you want to. Why delay? God will use his man for you to be free right now. So he went down, and he did what he said. Thank God for a friend. He dipped seven times the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. According to, the saying of the, according to the saying of the man of God, just a dirt man that God loves to use. And his flesh was restored. Somebody say restored. You can get it back, ladies and gentlemen. Hear me in the name of Jesus. You can get it all back. I said you can get it all back. Whatever you lost, you can get it all back. In the name of Jesus, if you will submit yourself to the man of God that God picked, uh, that did not pick himself, then God will flow and he'll work uh, and you can get everything that's been crumbling in your life, you can get it all restored back to you in a moment of submission. If you're asking this question, how do I get it back? Listen to me today. Submit. Submit. Not because I'm special. Because I'm used. You need the man of God. I need the man of God. Your life is falling apart like skin off your body, like leprosy. And there's a chance today that you could be restored and get life back. Why would you delay? You just need to go to the man of God. You need to tell him your problem with humility and obey his directions. There's a good chance God will give you what you need to do in that moment. And from that moment, everything can begin to be restored. It's how God works. Somebody said, but I'm better than that. I'm an accomplished, successful person. Right. You are. And with all of your wonderful abilities, you're still a leper. Try something different today, maybe. Try something that goes against your pride, maybe. Try something that you don't like to do today, maybe. Or leave a leper. Leave blind. Leave in bondage. There are some things you just can't, you just can't get without a man of God. So the Spirit today has sent me here to help you trust God's man again. Why? Because you're falling apart. You're falling apart, and God wants to use me to heal you. And I was praying for this. The Lord reminded me, he said, I want you to think about the people in your life that you have given direction to, and I want you to look at their lives to see if they're better or they're worse. And to be honest with you today, you just have to know my life and know the people that I've ministered to, but the people who have submitted to my ministry over the years and my wife, they are blessed today. On the other hand, There are people who have rejected us, didn't want it, didn't listen to us. And I'm telling you right now, God is my witness. Many of those people are not blessed right now. Not because of me, but because God wanted to use me to get to them. And when you reject God's man and God's plan, you reject God. Pastor, I'm worried that you'll get the big head. God takes care of this right here. (laughs) You have no idea. I'm worried that all this will go to your head and you'll think that you're great. Oh, no, that doesn't work that way in the kingdom. When I'm God's man, God makes sure to break me down real good. After what I imparted to you on Wednesday night, I could barely move. I could barely function. You know what I was thinking after I got done? I don't want to do that again. Oh, but the devil says, look how great. You got compliments. They thought that you were powerful. But you know what God was saying? You're just being used. I'm just using you. This has nothing to do with my value. My value is not in me pastoring you. My value is in my submission to God. You can all leave right now. That says nothing about me because I bow my knees to Jesus. I am not doing this for any other cause except He called me and I did not call myself and I rebuked that lie. In these hands, God put the ability to lay my hands on you and you can be recovered. And I don't don't think that's amazing. I didn't ask for that. In this mouth, God gave me the words to say that can fix what you're dealing with right now. I don't even know where they come from sometimes. I just pray I seek God and God speaks, and it works. Not because I'm special, not because I premeditated, but because God is using me, and it was His idea, and He wants to, and He loves it, uh, and because He knows it's the best way to relate to you, He sent me here as a broken man. Because He loves you. For three years, I have faced things in my body that I have no clue why. I've got neurological symptoms throughout my body that come and go. I've never had, I haven't had a day of peace in three years. My vision has changed. I have double vision. It's hard to study and even read the Bible. I have just enough strength to do what I'm doing right now, but I feel it. Why? Because of you. Because God picks Moses, not because Moses needs to be picked. Moses is fine. Moses has a family. Moses is doing good. Israel is crying. Israel is weeping. Israel is in bondage. So God says, Moses, are you there? And he says, here I am. Moses, I need you. What? What? You need me. I, I'm nothing. I can't even speak. I don't. Don't worry. What's in your hand? I will go with you. I will go with you. I will do it through you. Just go. Just go lay your hand and just speak. I don't know how it works, but it works because God does it. If you've tried everything else and you want to try it God's way today, I'm a man of God. I'm not the only man of God in this church, but today this is about me first because all the anointing will flow through me to the other men and women of our church, but the principle is with me today. I'm not the only one with authority. I won't be the only one with authority, but it starts right here. I need every man of God in this church to hear me. If you're out of submission to me, you will have no authority to be used like me. Every woman that wants to be used by God, if you're not in submission, you will have no authority to cleanse the lepers, to have the blinded eyes open. You tried everything else and it doesn't work. You tried money, you tried everything, and here you are. And pride says, don't you dare need a man of God. Don't you need someone flawed like Pastor Green? Hey, he's not even 40 yet. (laughs) He's only been here for a few years pastoring. What does he know? You're right. But I didn't ask for this. God is my witness. He knows that I have been chosen to be used so you could come out of bondage, so you could have your eyes open, so you could have your leprosy removed and restoration come. It doesn't matter how far you've drifted from God. If you will submit, you will receive a miracle and get it all back not because I am great, but because God wants to use us. (sighs) Jesus' name. So it's out of the way, I confess, of nothing. I don't have answers for you except God tells me. I'm humble before you right now, but I'm telling you, we're ready. We're ready right now to open up and unlock the miraculous first thing that's going to happen right now is if you want to be in ministry and you want to be able to do what I do, line up across this front right now, man or woman, doesn't matter to me. You want to be able to pray for people and then be restored, stand up, across this front. I'm not talking about Bibles, I'm just talking about you want to you be able to pray, you want devils to be cast out, you want to be able to do those things, you want to see miracles, signs and wonders through your own hands been lined up across the front. That's not maybe for everybody. I'm talking about you want to feel the weight of it. You want to be used like, like I've been used. You might want to go sit down. You better think about this really closely because what you're about to experience is you're going to open yourself up to the best and worst years of your life. This is your choice. I can't make you do it. But it all starts right here in this moment. You have to have a man of God so that you can be a man or woman of God. Right now you're saying, I'm not great, but that's okay. God's still going to use you. He's still going to use you. But first he's going to break it down real good. And he's going to make sure that you're ready to be used going to talk about you and you're still going to love them. You're going to lay hands on those who hurt you and you're going to love them and you're going to embrace them because you're used. I'm going to pray for you right now. I know you might not want to, but I need you to make a prayer like this. God, I submit to what the man of God says, what he says over my life, I submit to it. That's got to be your prayer or you're going to stay a leper today. In the name of Jesus right now, Those who've stepped out, God, you know who they are, and they want to work in ministry. I mean, like, they want to be perfected. They want to work in the gifts uh, in the name of Jesus right now. I promise God right now and commit to them that I will be a vessel that flows to them as they ask me, as they come to me for help, uh, as they come to us, my wife and I, for help. Uh, God, we will stay in position of brokenness uh, so that we can impart to them what they need, not because they're great, but because they need to see. They need to see. That's it, Jesus' name. Jesus' name right now. From right to left, that's it. That's it, Amy. Landon, in Jesus' name, right now is your moment. Right now, Landon, is your moment. That's it, ladies. Brandon, but the Davies, right now is your moment. Hear me in the name of Jesus. Hear me right now in the name of Jesus. That's it. But the Scarborough, it's going to break for you. Your ministry's going to take off. I know I'm not the best in the world but the Scarborough, but it's going to take off. But the Hugh, Andrew, Omar, Diego, it's going to happen to you. Angel, ladies.
1: Woo!
0: Brother Proctor, in Jesus' name. Brother Dale, in Jesus' name. I don't deserve your allegiance. God wants to use me to bless you. That's it, Brother Shields. That's it, Brother Ferris. I see you guys. Brother Cooney, I see you guys. Thank you. Brother Lindsey, Brother Chris, your wives, ladies, ladies, yes. Sister Ashley O'Dell, yes. Sister Kenny, yes, God's going to use you. And the devil's a liar. That's it, Sister Samantha, Sister Sharon, Sister Marissa. Yes. I'm not worthy of your allegiance. I've done nothing to deserve it. That's it right now. That's it, Brother Ryan Matthews. That's it. Earnest in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, Brother Cisco. Cisco is right now in Jesus' name. Brother Hall, yes, yes, that's it. I see you. I see you. It'll flow through me to you. It'll it'll flow through you to somebody else. Brother Gary, Brother Jose, Brother Brandon. Come on, it's gonna work. I don't know how God does it, but he does it through men. Brother Matthew, he does it through men. He does it through us, brother Claudio, ladies, all the ladies on my left. Yes. I see you, Marcos. Yoshi, I see you. I see you, Brother Braniff. That's it, everybody. That's it, Brother Martin and Lemoore, I see you. I want to be used, not because I'm great, not because I have it all figured out, but because God loves to use us. That's it, Dante. Even you. You don't have to come up here. I'll tell you right now. It's anointing over talent. It's the call of God in your life. Even you, Dante. It's not you. It's God. That's it, Jesse. I see you. Brother Joe Rhodes, I see you. I see your lives. Come on. God did not pick me for me. He's not picking you right now for you. You're already saved. Already going to heaven. When you say, God, use me, you're saying, where are they at? That'll keep you humble. That'll give you humility. Come on, God's about to produce miracles, but right now, I need you to understand the power of submitting to a mere mortal that God wants to use. Jesus, you've spoken to us today, God. I'm not good enough to be your pastor. But I am full of the Holy Ghost and calling of God. These ministers in our church are not good enough. Our leaders are not good enough. Good job, you caught us. But they will submit to me. They will submit to God. And God will use them and their flaws. Yes, that's it by the Terry and Jesus thing. Yes, yes, I feel it right now, I feel it, impartation, 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 just have these words in your mind, what do I do, what do I do, get that in your spirit, I don't know but I'll pray and God will tell me, woo, unlock the miraculous over our church God, unlock the miraculous through men and women right now God. It's been stuck. It's been stopped. We can't do this in our own wisdom. We've got to be used. Come on, deep things are breaking right now in this place. I don't need you to snot and cry. I need you to feel it right now. Deep things are breaking. God is unlocking the miraculous in the last days. In this moment, God is going to anoint you. What's in your hand, Moses? If God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> Come on, that's it, it's happening. Come on, the miracle's in a flow in just a minute, but not yet. The
2: things that no one ever
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know we've had a long service, but I'm running for God to do a miracle in just a moment before you go, if you need a miracle. I believe God's going to heal someone today in this place. God's going to give us a miracle today in this place. If you need God to do a miracle in your, in your life, your body, I want you to come up here as close as you can. We're about to pray over you, lay our hands upon you, And we believe with your openness and submission, God is going to perform a miracle in your body, your life. Come up here right now, not because we're great, but because God wants to use some of us right now to impart healing and virtue to flow through your body. Come up with faith right now. Step close to the front. If you need a healing, if you need a healing, giving you time, anybody, need a healing, need a miracle, something in your life, come up here right now. Something plaguing you, battling you. Something in your finances. It doesn't matter what it is. Something that you've tried everything else, and like leprosy, it just all falls apart. Falls apart. Come up here. Raise your hand if I'm, I know who you are. Raise your hand if you need a healing. Look around. I want to see. Raise your hand if you need this, so we know who you who we're laying hands upon. Okay. We're gonna pray. We're going to pray. Are you ready to receive it? Do you understand what's about to happen? Those of you that need a miracle, I want you to look at me real quick. Look me in the eyes. I do not have the power to do this. I don't in my flesh. But God wants to use me, even in my own condition. But the sharp told me that I had 10 years of back pain that doctors could not fix. He said, I would be laying hands on people at the front and they would receive miracles in their body while I still had pain. He told me, don't you dare think that God will not use you because you have pain. My pain and my suffering is more than just me going through something. It's deeper. So with pain in my body, I'm telling you I am nothing, but God wants to use me. Do you believe it? Do you believe God wants to use me? Not because of me, but because this is God's way. Lift your hands. Get ready. Get ready. I'm going to speak it over you. You're going to receive it. I can't touch all of you, but get ready. Church family, I want you to pray with me. I'm going to speak it over you in just a moment. As I speak, as the man of God, you believe that God is imparting virtue flowing through every system and cell, every dollar in your bank account everything wrong with you I want you to believe is anybody ready I feel it's about to happen
2: it's about to happen it's about to happen it's happening it's happening in the name of Jesus I speak and command healing Speak and command healing. Flow, flow, flow.
0: Reverse it. Reverse it. Reverse it. Come on, receive it. I said, receive it in Jesus' name. I said, be healed. I said, be healed. I said, be healed. I said be healed i said be healed i said be healed of migraines in jesus name i said be set free i said be set free i said be set free free. be set free be set free samantha right now in jesus name, be healed be free in jesus name i lay my hands upon you as the bible commands me in the name of jesus you The devil is a liar. I've got the power of God. I feel it happening right now in this place. I lose ceiling in Jesus' name, Lorena. God's loosen us. God's loosen us. Who else needs a miracle? Lays your hand. Anybody else need a miracle right here? just thing right now.